Hi, welcome one and all from a fairly sunny UK today. Um, give me a thumbs up if you can hear me and the audio is working. Great to see so many people here today. Hi Sevilla. Sevilla, hi Naomi. Let me know if you can hear me okay. And hi Cathy from sunny South Africa. Probably more sunny than sunny UK I guess. Thank you for that Anne, that's wonderful. Great. Hi Suzanne, hi Pam, hi Anne. And good morning Kathleen, good afternoon from the UK as it happens. And hi from a partly cloudy Pennsylvania. Hi Heidi. And hi Anne from Ontario. And good afternoon from Munich, uh, Sylvie, wonderful. Wow, people from all over the place, Vancouver. Now, what's interesting about no matter where we are on the planet right now is um, we all share a full moon. So today is the Harvest Moon, great album by Neil Young, or great track by Neil Young, I should say. Um, hi, Amanda. Hi, Suzanne. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Esther. Hi, Laurie. Hi, Tony. Yeah, so we share a few things, because uh, we're on this planet that's um, it's got a moon that revolves around it uh, fairly regularly, and we roll around the sun every year, and it's tomorrow, actually, which is the equinox, and we all share that as well. So anyone from the Southern Hemisphere, Kathy in South Africa, uh, your days get longer and nights get shorter, and our nights get longer and our days get shorter. We share this thing on the planet. And also, depending on where we are on the planet, it's either a time for harvesting or a time for for sowing, depending where we are as well. This seasonality that we have, um, you have the Harvest Festival around now, or what have you. And in fact, uh, yeah, um, this topic came from uh, a suggestion two lives ago. So uh, I asked you what you wanted to talk about next time, and someone suggested, as this would be the 21st of September, on and around the autumn equinox, which moves every year, I think it's tomorrow, uh, and it's a, a full moon as well, uh, which is kind of interesting. Um, talk about harvest, uh, what have you? And like all these things, uh, like a, a fool, I took it on as a as a challenge, and then I realised just a few days ago how little I knew about harvesting and agriculture and the rest. Um, so I did a bit of research, and I thought um, the research I did might be very useful as a metaphor. So what I'd like to do is just to talk about the process of uh, the, the, the eight stages of, of um, agriculture and then let's um, super, superimpose them on our lives. Um, and there's two ways we can do this. We'll do both ways. One is we can we can look at what we've been growing up to now and how we can harvest it and make best use of it. Or if you haven't been growing anything of any note up to now, how we can move into the next cycle so this time next year, it can be use of use to us all. And there's a phrase, isn't there, that the best time to to plant a tree is yesterday, and the second best time is today. So it's in that context. I just want to chat to you all. We'll do a little bit of meditation as well today, and uh, just on where we all are in our cycles, what we can make the best of from our previous cycles. And these cycles, by the way, even though. The harvest is classically an annual thing. We can also think of our cycles in terms of years. I've been doing some meditations recently on the cycles of seven years, which are quite significant. I've just come up to my ninth set of seven years. So I turned 63 this, this year. And every seven years, uh, we have an unfolding, which is kind of interesting. And so I'm now planning where I'm going to be seven years from now I'm not even just looking at where I'm going to be the next harvest next year but where I'm going to be in seven years from now which is a nice way to think about our life cycles but um, 
as I said, the, the, the agricultural cycle uh, is kind of interesting. So um, as, anytime you do some research on the internet, you get loads of different... Um, get loads of different uh, uh, bits of research and I got sort of four phases of agriculture five phases six phases but the one I particularly like was the the eight phases um so let me just well, let's just explore what these are so the first thing it says when you're uh, thinking of growing something is what are you growing what is the crop itself and so this could depend on your where you are in the world uh, what you have in mind as a business plan, uh, what you want to do with that crop. And we can think of it in, in our terms, we can think of these crops as um, you know the seeds that we're growing. Uh, so for me, every year I, I plant some new meditations, I plant some new music, I write a new book. These are all, they all come from seeds. Um, but ne- these days, pretty much what I'm doing is everything is, is co-time. So at the moment, I'm... I published a book at the start of this year and I'm writing music inspired by the book and creating meditations inspired by the book as well. So the one seed is producing lots and lots of different outputs. I want to talk about that in a minute as well when we get to the um, the, the, the eighth phase of production. So so the first thing we should be mindful of is is literally what is it that we want to what is it we want to grow. Um, the next then is 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 to make sure the environment that we're going to grow it in is right. You know, is is in in an agricultural sense, are we putting the right crop, the right seeds in the right soil, and in the right um, it, with the right inclination uh, towards the sun and that kind of thing, and at the right time. Timing is very important with all this sort of stuff. And then once you've got your crop thought about, then you need to pre- um, prepare. The land, so get it ready, and the land in our context might be well. I'm I'm in my land at the moment. It's a workshop. It's a sound studio. It's got my books. It's got my musical instruments. It's got my microphone. That's my biggest and and most favourite tool. Having a good quality microphone, if you're in this game, is quite essential. Um, so once you've got your your landscape prepared, in fact, the way you're going to do this growing of your crops, the next thing to do is think about the actual seeds themselves now i'm not a, a farmer not an agriculturist at all but i know that there are certain seeds that work in certain environments and what have you so some of the things that let's say i might grow every year i think about where they're going to go first so um so the meditations i have on insight timer are very very carefully selected for the audience that tends to listen to them and I take feedback. Anyone that leaves very kindly uh, sends some feedback. Um, I pay attention to that, and and the next lot of output is tweaked depending on what people are saying. When I first got on the Insight Timer app, I put a, a meditation on there called "Be Calm," and I had this um, thought that who wants to listen to me? And if you do want to listen to me, uh, ten minutes is more than good enough. So uh, I made all my meditations ten minutes long, and the feedback I got was, "Please make them a bit longer." So I made a, a track called "Be Be Calm for Longer," and I had a, a track called Ten Minutes of Mindfulness," and I made a track called "More Minutes of Mindfulness." So that's almost like the uh, the universe telling you what, giving you suggestions for what you can grow and what have you. So once you've got your seeds um, selected, the next phase is sowing. Now the sowing is putting them in the right place so they're going to grow as best as they can and then 
nurturing them. And this takes us to the next phase of irrigation and make sure our seeds have got enough water. So in the context of, again, meditations on Insight Timer is there's no point in me putting them out there if I don't tell the world about them. So this is where we use social media. That's the irrigation, if you like, for the um, for the meditation. So new meditation comes out and you'll see a tweet from me, some posts on Facebook and that kind of thing. You'll find a lovely one coming out in the next two days called Embryon, uh, Embryonic, I think it's called. It's an, it's an audio track only, which is kind of interesting, a bit of fun. And then when we got our crops in the ground, got them in the right place, we're giving them the right water, it's all about monitoring the crop growth. So um, I love Insight Timer, and uh, every day I'll look at um, the response to my meditations. I try and respond to every single person, and even if someone gives me a less than glowing three stars, I'll always thank them for it, because the only way that we can improve is by learning um, how we can, uh, how, wh wh where we're going wrong and how we can improve and what have you. So that's really important that, that you monitor your crop growth. Uh, and then occasionally we need to fertilize the crop as well. So occasionally, for example, you might need to add uh, additional nutrients to the crop. A good example uh, of that might be um, when I put some ambient music underneath the meditation Someone might say it just jars at a certain point or something like that, so I'll, I'll go and remaster it and, and tweet that bit. Or someone might say, uh, um, I'm not a natural English language speaker and I didn't understand that particular phrase, and I'll go and edit that that uh, meditation and re-upload a new version of it um, accordingly. And this is just like the fertiliser we're adding to our crops to make them thrive. And then it gets to the uh, the really exciting time. This is the eighth phase of the... the, the uh, one, two, three, four, yeah, the eighth phase, harvesting um, and bringing in the crops. This is where um, things can get quite critical. Um, hi, Kevin from Panama, and hi, Maria from Mexico City. I think you might be the first people I've had from Central America on one of these lives, so great that uh, this is uh, being perceived all over the world. So harvesting is interesting because certainly in the UK, um, the actual timing of the harvest is absolutely critical. You get too much sun at the wrong time, too much rain at the wrong time. A whole, a whole crop can be, um, can be ruined. Um, but also what you do with the, with the harvest is the most thing. And that takes us to the next phase. What are you going to do with that crop? So let's say you've got a wheat crop, for example. So... Wheat can be made into bread, it can be milled into flour, it can be made into pasta, lots and lots of things can be made from wheat. But you don't just use the wheat, you'll use the stalks as well to make straw. So barley straw or wheat straw and the like. So what we do with the crop is really important because this is where we really take our major benefit from. It's all the spin-offs that we can get from that particular thing and thank you Suzanne for sharing that the purpose of the environment our environmental movement is to save the seed whether it's a fish or a bird or a baby it all comes from the seed if we damage the seed there's no place else to get it all into future time so let's use that that lovely uh, quote thank you Suzanne as the seed for where we're all at right now um, yeah, so let's do a, let's do a little bit of a guided meditation. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so this is actually this is a spin-off. This is a spin-off track that um, was inspired by uh, me writing my novel, uh, Soul Waves, and then I um, thought what a lovely thing to do would be to create an album inspired by the book, a bit like um, A War of the Worlds or a famous, famous or f- favourite um, band of mine, Camel. They did a fantastic album called Snow Goose, uh, inspired by Paul Gallico's Snow Goose. So this is a kind of track that I harvested I grew and harvested a couple of seasons ago, a couple of years ago, and I'm now using it as a seed to start a new meditation that I've not rehearsed, not thought about. And there's going to be two aspects to this meditation. The first is to take what you've already been producing, what you've already been working on, either the last month, the last year, or all of your life. to think about this time, these times in our cosmic cycle, the solstices, the equinoxes, the moons, moon phases, these are all great things to hang our hats onto where we want to go with the cosmic flow. So the first thing that I wanted to add really to this idea that there's these phases of agriculture, this crop selection, the land preparation, the seed selection, seed sowing, the irrigation, the crop growth, the fertilizing and the harvesting, is to proceed all of this with a why. Why do we do what we what we do? Why have we become who we become? Why have we come to planet Earth at this special time? And I'd encourage everybody to take time in meditation to find their why. But as you get a bit older, a few bit, a bit more grey hair and the like, you discover you don't find your why. You allow your why to find you. And I've got a lovely uh, playlist on Insight Timer called The Soulful Path. There's 15 meditations on that playlist and they all help you find your why. What specifically help your why to find you. And once we've got our why, it becomes clearer about how we choose our seeds, choose our crops, grow our crops, and how we deliver them to the world. Hi Jana, long time no see, long time no hear. So just for the next few minutes, just muse on all the things that you have in your life right now. Your friends, your family, your chattels, all the things around you that you've either created or you chanced upon, you've worked hard for, but just muse on why they've happened for you 
at this particular time. And thank you, Jana, for those kind words. There's lots of things you can do with a harvest, the harvest you've got already. As I mentioned, with wheat you can make wheat into pasta or into bread. There's probably many other things you can do with wheat that I don't know about. Lots of things you can do with other grains too. You can even create art with them. Oh, good point, beer, of course. How can I forget? So all these things you can do with beef. So now just muse on all the things that you've harvested already, how they can be used in the world. Can they be upcycled? Can they be recycled? Can they be given away? Can they be sold? Or, if you're an alchemist like me, can they be transmuted? So one energy, one form of matter, goes from lead into gold, just by the application of a catalyst, which in the case of beer, I believe, is yeast. And when you start this sort of activity of musing on what you've got already, what you've already grown and harvesting, this stirs up the universal mind stuff in the most beautiful way. Your soul is stirred. And what happens is It stirs up the finding of your why. Now let me give you a good example of that. In 2009, I wrote my first non-fiction book. Um, it's called Blocks. And uh, funny enough, it's out of print now. Um, I got an email from the publisher saying the 10-year um, contract had run out. What do I want to do about it? And my first book is now uh, uh, available for republishing, but I decided not to do that with it. I'll explain why. If anyone wants a copy of the book, anyone wants a copy of the PDF, just get in touch and I'll be gladly send you a copy of the PDF. Because that book was a seed. It was a seed that I didn't realise was going to take me from being an author into being a meditation guy. Because what I did with that book, I thought, well, if you've got some blocks, I trained as a hypnotherapist at the time and done a bit of NLP, a bit of past life progression, um, that kind of thing. And I thought it'd be great if people didn't read the book. They'd actually have some meditations that helped get through the blocks and help uh, bring inspiration their way. So I created six meditations that went with the book. 
and it was the creation of those meditations that ended up with me being this meditation guide that you now find on Inside Time. I had no idea that was my life plan. As I've said many times on these lives uh, and many interviews, I've never studied meditation. I've been inside an ashram. All I've done is study hypnotic language and storytelling. You know, it's all my meditations are the stories. And, and the reason that they work really, really well, and I don't mind saying this, apart from I've, I've you know, worked on my craft, is that when I record, when I write, record, and produce my meditations, I am in the meditative state. And anyone that listens to those meditations will mirror that state, will get into the same state that I was in when I'm creating them. So this book, Blocks, was a seed that I harvested. The meditations that went with it also sat dormant, actually, for a good six years. Sometimes seeds do that. In the desert they do that until the water comes. And then they became the meditations that helped me create more and more meditations. And then latterly this has led to me creating my own ambient music you can hear in the background at the moment, I hope. So yes, actually, I love that surprise of how one seed planted and harvest has so many more that come along. So just think about the things that you've been doing over the last few years. And in your wildest dreams, where they might take you right now, what else they might be, what can they spin off into? And if you've got any dreams you want to share, please put them into the chat box, because a dream shared is something that someone else that's on this call, just by chance, just by coincidence, may be able to help you with. And as I've said many, many times, if anybody likes any of the stuff that I do and wants to use it, certainly my music, if you want to use it in any of your productions, if you want to take my English language meditations and, uh, and, and translate them, just get in touch and I'll make them available to you. So Suzanne changed the world, saved the ecosystem. That's a really good thing to do. And you know where that starts? That starts with our own ecology and it starts with a change in us. I interviewed um, two quantum physicists recently from my podcast, Armit Goswami and Irvin Laszlo, two amazing guys. And um, they both said the same thing. They said, the change is not going to come from governments. It's not going to come from those who purport to be in power. The change will come from the periphery. And to change the world and save the ecosystem, all we need to do is start with our own change, being that change, and also being personally ecological. So I just moved house, for example, and the first thing we did was put um, 7.6 kilowatts of solar panels on the south-facing roof so we can be as off-grid as possible. So Kurt and Heidi, coaching couples before marriage and expanding to podcasts, what a wonderful thing to want to do. And if you want any pointers on podcasting, just get in touch. I've been doing it for many, many years. Wow. And Suzanne, what a lovely thing. Coach, launching your coaching program by in January, growing the seed of individual accounts into groups. Wow, wonderful, wonderful. 
So these are all things that lead, kind of lead us to the next half of this um, of this uh, guided meditation. Really, is that while we can make use of what we've done in the past, we can also use this harvest time to start preparing for where we want to be in a year's time. <laughs> That's a great question. You want to work with NFL players and allow a husband to find me not in any order. <laughs> That's absolutely wonderful. I wish, I wish, as we go along, I'll just share some very specific meditations that will help um, with each of these things. So Suzanne, uh, this is Suzanne A, and we've got Suzanne B as well. Suzanne, uh, Changing the World, I've got a meditation on the app called Be the Change. Uh, you might enjoy if you've not heard it already. And uh, Sharon, um, Get, have a listen to my heart rate activation meditation and it's a way of um, uh, making yourself more and more attractive so the right person just rocks up in your world at the most perfect time so these are all gifts and by the way um, these are gifts that I give out absolutely freely because what goes around comes around and uh, I'm blessed on many 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 uh, levels because of this um, uh, the, the path that's found me basically so, so where do you want to be in a year's time? So um, I'm, I'm on my third um, non-fiction book right now. I want that to be well out and, and published. And that's going to lead... Each book I'm writing right now is leading to an album of ambient music and another set of meditations and what have you. And the new book is the wildest that I've written to date. It's, way, it's based way far in the future. It's about the evolution of the universe, not the evolution of humanity, the evolution of the universe. And because I'm writing in fiction, it allows me to be wild and wacky and put all my weirdest thoughts into it. Um, and, oh, wow. Richard, I'm just gonna dive off my track because you just said something absolutely amazing. Bringing my, bring my, my seed funded, I love that it's seed funded, uh, new technology to allow people to lower the alcohol content of drinks. What a great thing to do. So we can still have beer, but we can have lower alcohol beer if we want that, that'd be great. And oh, amazing stuff. Carrie, teaching groups of cancer patients, holistic ways to heal themselves. And isn't meditation one of these great ways as well? And uh, Suzanne again, bringing hypnotherapy training with my groups for personal affirmations. I'm going to divert a little bit now because there's lots of people that have just said things where I can instantly know that some of the stuff that I've got can help you. So if I can help any of you get to your harvest in this time next year, just get in touch uh, and I'll, I'll give you anything, anything uh, you might need to, uh, to get to that point in space and time. And on that note, everything I did pre-2020 is available free as well. There's a lot, I've got loads of course materials that I couldn't put on Insight Timer because they're all videos. And when I launched myself as a, a novelist and a composer, I say, well, why hold on to the past? These are seeds that I grew and they helped me get from 2010 to 2020 uh, in a very nice way. And now I want to move from 2020 to 2030 in a different guise, so I decided to give them all away for free. You'll find them on my website, call free stuff. Now, any of that stuff helps any of you get to another point in time. Just get in touch and I'd gladly make that available. And the sharing, it's, it's not, it's, don't think that I'm some sort of um, uh, altruist, although altruism is, is pretty much part of my DNA. I do it because it works. The more you put out there, the more that comes back. And I'd, I'd advise all of you 
who really want to capitalise on your harvest to give something like 90% away if you can and then hold 10% back which is your premium products and there's loads of people that are expert doing this and I'm not one of these people that um, that, that mentors on this side of things but there's, I'm part of a Facebook group called The Coaching Club I can't remember the actual title of it but there's some really good content in there there's a lady called uh, Elena and Kelly and they've got some great content on how you make your your portfolio work for you and generally what, what, what they do is you have free stuff and then you have um, sort of medium price stuff and then expensive stuff at the top end and this way you've got a product that can work with everybody right across the uh, and, and, and what happens is as you as you do more and more of this stuff you end up with just about the right amount of money that you need to pay the bills and stuff coming in at the right time and that heart rate activation that I mentioned also can help in this in this regard so um, I'm going to just uh, let's go back into less chat and a bit more meditation about how we get to the most amazing harvest for next year and apologies for people in the southern hemisphere where maybe the timing slightly out but it still kind of works um, some time ago I got introduced to smart goals you've probably come across these uh, thank you Lorraine specific measured achievable realistic and timed um, and I, I got I didn't really have any goals before someone mentioned smart goals to me and uh, and I found out that 50% of my SMART goals came to pass. I was a pretty good manifesto, always have been. So um, uh, I um, thought, well, if they don't work, what's, what's not making them work? So what I discovered about SMART goals was they work 50% of the time. And the reason I discovered this is because if you can imagine something and you're a good manifesto, you might manifest just that thing. But if there's an option open to you which is wilder than your imagination, by manifesting a lesser thing, you block yourself from manifesting the most amazing thing. And uh, I went to see this um, shamanka, shaman, a female shaman called Judith Selick in North London once. And she's got an amazing seven octave range and what this must be around 2012, 2013. And uh, ironically, because I've read this book called Blocks, she identified that I had a massive block and, uh, and she sang it out of me. So she sang at my body, made these amazing sounds. And it's almost like this spirit leapt out of my body and disappeared. And it was pretty much after that time that everything started to, uh, to unfold in a, in a wilder way for me, which is interesting. Um, so Rachel, thanks for joining us and uh, uh, we'll catch up on the recording. Um, and uh, anyway, so she said, um, I want to introduce you to goals of learning. And goals of learning is an amazing goal setting system where you don't have goals based on what you want to achieve, like the, the Ferrari and the $2 million house over at the beach and stuff like that. So what I would like you to do is if you've got any pen and paper with you, just write down what it is you want to learn by the end, let's say the end of this week, Sunday this week. It can be anything. 
And now let's roll out to the winter solstice around the 21st of December. And that's the real end of the year, by the way, not the 31st of December. That's a false man-made date. What do you like to learn by the end of the year? And then write down what you'd like to learn by the Spring Equinox 2022. And roll forward another three months or so, another three moon orbits. What do you like to learn by the summer solstice on or around the 21st of June next year? And now let's complete the orbit of the sun. When you harvest all the stuff that you've been working on next year, what do you want to have learned by the autumn equinox next year. So if you can't think of these uh, directly, don't worry, they can come to you at the end of our time. But what I want to do now is bring these all forward. So what happens when you adopt the idea of goals of learning is the things that you wanted to learn not by the end of this week but by December they tend to happen quicker so everything accelerates which is interesting so what I'd like you all to do now is just put your tongue to the roof of your mouth and imagine a point about two or three inches back and two or three inches up so you Imagine the point pretty much in the, the is level with the middle of your eyebrows, but back into your brain. It's the it's where the um, spinal cord comes up from the lower brainstem into our pineal gland. And if it helps, you can look. Imagine you're looking at the back of your eyeballs. When you take your consciousness to this point, and I'm doing this right now, so I'm looking at all of you from my third eye, not from my eye eyes. We go to a place of no time and all space. And you can relax your tongue when you get to this point. So just imagine that your consciousness is now tethered to your third eye and you're looking at what you're looking at. So you're not seeing with your eyes, you're seeing what your eyes are seeing. Tether your awareness to your third eye and allow it to float up so it goes to the top of your crown. Well, it's tethered to your third eye with a very st strong silver gossamer thread 
stronger than spider's web. Spider silk. And now allow it to float above your head. So you imagine that you're looking down at the top of your head. And this is known as the Alpha Chakra Point. It sits beyond space and time. And from here you can look back at all the stuff you've done in your life that have brought you to this place. You can remember why it was you wanted to come to this specific Insight Time Alive, what brought you here today. But also out in the future, for some of us it's in the front of us, for some it's to the left or the right, for some it's sort of off at a diagonal. We can see all these things you want to learn. And you can imagine yourself going down this timeline and picking up these learnings. A week from now, three months from now, six months from now, nine months from now, a year from now, and why not go out still further? Three years from now, or seven years from now, when you've undergone another cycle of awakening. And imagine that all these learnings are on a rope, and you can give that rope a tug and bring that rope towards you. And also if one of the learnings comes your way, it tugs on the rope too. It tugs on the rope and makes you aware of it. And if you ignore it, what happens is you'll get reminded of it. And if you have a coincidence that comes up twice or even three times, it's just your future self with this learning sending it back to you right now. So allow your consciousness to float back in to your skull, down into your third eye, your pineal gland. And flood left and right, top and bottom, back, backwards and forwards in your brain. And come fully back into the now. Now I mentioned that maybe 10 years ago I learned about SMART goals, 7 years ago I learned about goals of learning. And now I'm completely goalless. I've gone to a point where I have no goals. But every, I have goals where I want to deliver a meditation, I want to deliver a new book and stuff. But they're not really goals, they're more procedural things, planting a crop and harvesting it. So, um, in a moon's time, another full moon's time, I've got no idea what to do on the next Insight Timer Live. 
So I'd like to learn from you guys based on what you've been hearing today and what you may have heard at other Insight Timer Lives or in my meditations, what you'd like me to explore some more. If I could fit it all into the next one, I'll do that. If not, I might have spread it out into November, December, one of you. But only by asking what you want to learn or to be shown what you want to learn do you actually get to this next place that you didn't know existed. So I didn't know anything about agricultural cycles or very little about it apart from what I might see on programmes like to uh, like Country File in the UK and that kind of thing or the excellent Clarkson's Farm on Amazon. So I didn't know much about agriculture. Now I know a little bit more about it. So uh, Bruce F, you want to know about quantum healing? Well, I know nothing about quantum healing. So then you sent a golden down to me to learn something about it about next time. I know lots about quantum. So I know a lot about quantum physics, but not so much about quantum healing. And what's interesting about that is that by asking the universe what I would like to learn, the universe, by way of Ruth, Ruth F, has told me. So it's a good sign that quantum healing is something I should take on board and listen to. Very interesting. And also interesting because uh, I'm actually going into hospital for the first time in my life. Uh, in a couple of weeks' time, having a procedure done on my knee. Uh, and so I'm going to have anaesthetic for the first time and stay in hospital for the first night of my life. So maybe quantum healing is something. And then, uh, uh, oh, alchemy. Now that's the thing, isn't it? So this is what's interesting, is that... Um, and this is the way that I rock and roll, is that I didn't know I needed to learn about quantum healing. I know a bit about alchemy. Epigenetics, there's another one. And Serena having a heart procedure, I hope that goes well. So what would happen then if we took quantum healing, alchemy and epigenetics and rolled them all together? With a bit of hypnotherapy too. Wouldn't that be an amazing thing? Wouldn't that be an amazing seed to plant? And wouldn't that take us to an amazing place next year? If that was to give a focus to some of the outputs. So any of my um, alchemical stuff at the moment is very genetic. Uh, very um, generic, sorry, not genetic. <laughs> That's a Freudian slip of, a, of great nature, isn't it? So what if so we take a bit of alchemy, take some epigenetics and take a bit of quantum healing? Wouldn't that be an amazing thing? And then... Next year, I'll reflect back on this seed that got planted today. And the seed actually got planted to Inside Time or Lives ago. Someone suggested that's what we should do today. And by taking, paying attention to these coincidences, we go to new places that we didn't even know existed. So I hope that that's a good practical demonstration of how this stuff works. And uh, I hope that we're going to keep in touch. And if anyone's got some uh, magic, some serendipities that happen as a result of what we're doing today, then get in touch and let me know. 
So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to have a quick look at the uh, the, the timings um, of the moon phases. So October the no ah new full moon October the twentieth. Yeah. So my my procedures on the fifth of October, new moons on the sixth of October, and by the twentieth of October, uh, I hope to be walking forward in a better frame of mind than I can do in a frame of uh, physical frame I can do now. And we're back talking about quantum healing, epigenetics and alchemy. I'm really excited. That's fantastic. Thank you, everybody. Okay, um, Dawn just asked a question. Um, uh, what's the playlist I mentioned? It's called The Soulful Path. I put a hyphen in it, by the way. So when you do a search, if you don't put the hyphen in, then you might not quite find it. But I think if you go to my, um, if you go to my listing, my, my page on Inside Time, I think the playlists are on there somewhere. So that's where that is. So there's fifteen. Um, there's fifteen meditations on there, um, and, that, and they come about from a seed like this. So this this quantum healing, alchemy, epigenetic seed that's just been sown um, is just um, going to you know, just be an amazing thing for me to plant right now. But what I'll do is I'll go through these phases again. So what you've done is you've um, selected the crop for me. Then I've got to prepare the land for it, prepare the actual seed. So what am I going to plant itself? Is it a meditation? Is it a book? Is it a plane? Got to sow the seeds to so start to produce the things. Got to make sure I irrigate them, uh, monitor their growth, make sure they go in the right direction, fertilize them if they need a bit of help, and then harvest them. So this agricultural, uh, eight-phase agricultural uh, plan, which I looked up on Wikipedia the other day, uh, which is another seed, is something to be applied to something as esoteric as quantum healing, epigenetics, and uh, alchemy. So I want to thank everybody for um, uh, all the fantastic suggestions. So thanks everybody for coming along today. Thanks for those wonderful, wonderful seeds, and thanks for your good wishes for this smooth procedure. And uh, and we'll see you in a in a month's time when we'll be doing this wonderful stuff on alchemy, quantum healing, and epigenetics. Wonderful, wonderful. Thanks everybody. Have a great month. <laughs>